Okay, check, 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 check. Testing, testing, check right, one, two. Good. Here we go. Ugh. Throw this in my packet. Mine's under, mine's under everything and uh, under my shirt. Hopefully Nick's okay with that. Sorry, Nick. This is an experiment. If it doesn't work, we'll just sit down and redo it. Yeah. At a table. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if Nick goes, yeah, this sucks. Sorry, Nick. I have a, an in, for some reason, I just have a, a personal inability to clip on the lav mic to my, around my neck. That's funny. I, it's always backwards or upside down. I can never figure it out. How goofy. I went in here. There's some cool stuff sometimes. Dude, Blue Velvet, uh, that was one of the first places I ever went to in Austin. Really? Used to, yeah, it used to be uh, over by Sound Exchange over on the drag, uh -huh. and they were next door to each other, so you'd always go get like a cheap old beer t-shirt. Oh, that's and a cool. Record. Back when oh, really? it used to be cheap to go to a place like yeah. Blue Velvet in the 90s, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> been a long time. Yep. Yeah, it's been a minute. That's fucking funny. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's what a, up, what a small world thing. Hey, hey what's happening, man? We're doing good, man. How about y'all? Doing too all bad. right. Can I get a large cold brew, please? Yeah, man, you want it to go? Yeah. Yeah, and then we'll uh, get a large drip also. Just black. You got it, man. What can I get a name? Uh, Eric. Eric. Cool. And then we'll call y'all in just a second. Right on. Awesome. Yeah, you fellas have a nice day, all right? Right Thanks, on, man. You, you too. too. Appreciate it. Killer. <laughs> what, a, what a weird small world thing. Emily just texted me and said, Gavin's Halo regret times thing is so funny. Oh, it's so it must be because, you know, she doesn't yeah. under, like, understand what the fuck's going on there, yeah. probably. Uh, that's great. That's good to hear. The uh, blindside, uh, the blindside small soldiers thing that we put out today is yeah. so funny. Oh, I haven't watched it yet. It is, the editing is good and... I, it's it's a funny moment. I feel like we need to take a minute to sit down somewhere and just talk about. I feel like we've had some absolute, just fucking home runs lately. Yeah. Like on Monday we put out the Gavin, Gavin's secret room. Yeah. In Halo, which I think is one of the funniest videos we've mm -hmm. made, and uh, and really unique. And that's just a first video that I don't think we've really talked yeah, about no, anywhere. No. Like people have no idea, and I think that's like. Yeah. There's a very famous achievement hunter moment where. Cool. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. Gavin, we're playing. You wanna go sit outside? Yeah. There's a very f like famous within the achievement hunter world moment in a video, a Minecraft video, where Gavin's giving a tour of his house and they find a secret room that's got all of his little trophies that Let's he made from his victories. Yeah. And Jack makes fun of him and asks him if he's got a note from his mom in there. <laughs> and uh, it gives that exact same kind of energy. That's great. And people have been comparing it to that, which is cool. It's been good stuff. Um, whoa. I'm just. Kicking my coffee all over the place. Okay. Um, this is nice. Uh, coming to Epoch and uh, getting a cup of coffee. Man, it's uh, it's days like January thirty first, twenty twenty four. When you think, why would I ever leave yeah. Austin, yeah, Texas? Yeah. It's, it is 70 degrees yeah. and sunny and amazing. It's killer out. Like, we're sitting in the shade because yeah. it's so... Dude, I sat in the backyard with my shirt popped off again yesterday. It's, it's the best. I've been doing, uh, I've been taking, like, morning walks because now it's not, you know, six Brutal. degrees yeah. or whatever. Um, I'm sure it will be again soon, but, like, that's the best. I make a cup of coffee and then I walk, like, Two, three miles. Just like just kind of put around and like yeah. listen to stuff and it's fucking great. It's the best. It's uh I I always get into a rhythm in the spring when I go walking a lot. Like back when I used to live on the other side of town, I would walk to RT sometimes. Oh yeah. Uh, and when we lived downtown for a little while, or when we worked downtown for a little while, I was able to walk there. Long walks, like two, three mile walks, but just like you just love it. And then one day you're like, oh, it went from kind of uncomfortable to I'll die. Yeah. I'll die on this walk. <laughs> I'll be dead in 30 minutes. <laughs> and then you're like, I can't do this again until, uh, well, for seven months now, yeah. you know? Yeah. It sucks. I always, I always get like really into the rhythm of it and really enjoy it and then it just gets taken away from me. Yeah. But we'll see. An unbelievably mild winter. Yeah. So I don't know what that means for. Yeah, I was uh, I was talking to my wife yesterday and, uh, cause we're at like right at like the end of January and she was, 
just kind of go on like, I mean, it was two days where it was kind of, you know, it like snowed the one and then whatever. And then I said, yeah, do you think it's gonna freeze again? And she went, I don't, I think we're, I don't want to say we're on the other side, but it feels like it's not gonna, it got wet. I mean, it rained a lot. It, it has typically froze, well, I say typically, for the last three years, we've had a, a February freeze. Yeah. But I'm just not getting the vibe that it's gonna happen. Uh, there's a wrestling show I'm going to in like the last week of February, and they do them outdoors at Empire Control Room, mm -hmm. uh, like on 7th. And the one at the beginning of January was so fucking cold. By the end of it, like more than half the crowd left. It was like brutal. And then they announced their next show and they're like, it's the last week of February. And then it was me and my friends on our phones going like, all right, we're gonna get heating pads. I'm gonna, get, <laughs> I'm gonna like wear some like, like long underwear. We're gonna like bring hot cocoa. Like it's fucked. I, uh, I like that Empire Control Room place. I went to the first time to that clown course show. I'd yeah. never been to that. Uh, venue before. It was pretty cool. Oh, hey, should we say what we're doing real yeah, fast? Yeah, sure. Because we're a couple minutes in. Yeah. So it's a supplemental uh, or non-canon episode. Whatever. Non yeah. There's no Gus. Uh, I almost said non-regulation, but I get, I'm get i confused my podcast. It's a different thing. Uh, it's a Gusless podcast, which means it's just you and I fucking around. Uh -huh. And we decided, we did our music episode last week, so we decided that we're just going to have a little morning together. Yeah. Get coffee, then we're mm -hmm. going to go record shopping. Yeah. And then we're going to go grab a little slice of pizza or something for lunch. And they just, just uh, take you along, you being the audience, along with us yep. uh, as we go. I'm feeling good about it. So I'm excited. We're at Epoch yeah. right now. Which we've been to before. Yes. Uh, but it's a it's a nice little pocket of stuff. Like if I lived right here, if I lived on North Loop, I'd be here all the time. I'd be at Double Trouble all the time. And then there's stuff to do around there. This is always, you know, for my little dimwit friends or whatever it's fun when they come in from out of town and you take them to the vintage clothes store and the record shop and then the other vintage store and then the yeah. other vintage store and then, and then the other the vintage, vintage store, store. <laughs> yeah you're in, definitely on vintage row here yeah. yeah 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 uh if you ever i know we talk about this a lot and i always mention that like what does and doesn't have doesn't have like an old austin vibe at least my old yeah. austin from the yeah. mid 90s man North Loop has it in spades. Yeah, I was sure. driving through the neighborhoods just, I guess, north of North Loop the other day, uh, just on the other side of the road here, 51st, or I guess North Loop. God damn. And uh, it's like driving into 1998 again. Yeah. Like none of the houses have changed. It's what it's what my old neighborhood kind of looked like when I first moved here. Yeah. It's got the same vibe. It's still like more dilapidated than McMansion, yeah. which I love. It's it's real nice. I mean, it's it's nice and a lot of it's walkable. And it's little. It'll all be two-story mansions in yep. three years. So yep. Enjoy it now. Uh huh. I think I think every city has like little pockets like this, though, like where you can find the little things yeah. to do. I think the uh, a lot of it from where I grew up turned into from like nightlife went to daytime stuff, which I thought was very strange. Mm. Uh, there's an area called North Park, and that's the place where we drank all the time in my twenties, and. Uh, it was just bars, bar, 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 and you just get. It was like a long street of bars. I mean, it was like a T. Kind of like bars. a bourbon street. Yeah, type I mean, environment. Yeah, but no, because it was all uh, dive bars and uh, uh, punk shows, so oh, okay. like like music and, and all like that stuff, and then um, it slowly turned into all the bars started moving out, restaurants started moving in, and it started just becoming daytime stuff, and so now, <laughs> in this is probably like a few years ago. I went back and, and visited, and I'm like, yeah, so what do you guys want to go out drinking in North Park? And they went, where do you want to go drinking in fucking North Park? <laughs> and I went, oh, oh, I see. I understand. <laughs> That's when you yeah. realized you'd yeah. been gone too long. Yeah, there was a bar called uh, Bar Pink that we would go to all the time because they had two, $2 Tecates, and then uh, there would always be like a punk show playing or whatever, and it was the guy from Rocket from the Crypt, John Reese, that was his mm. bar. And then uh, it got sold, and now it's some yeah, we have vinyl and you can listen to records here. And it's like, uh, and and also it's kind of a speakeasy. And I'm like, oh, I don't like any of this. <laughs> this all sucks ass. I, uh, <laughs> I was reading the other day, well, they've been talking about this forever, but I guess they're actually making progress. They're trying to do a similar thing to 36 in Austin. I've heard about this. Yeah, where they're trying to make it more like a family oriented yeah. destination. Yeah. And so like they've, they've made, they had they fired opening salvos years ago. They they brought in a restaurant called El Sol y La Luna, which yeah. moved from South Congress. I don't think it's still around. No. Uh, but they tried to they they've tried a few things to try to turn over. You know, putting the uh, the movie theater there 
they uh, was an attempt, and then of course now that's the mothership, uh-huh. the comedy, the Joe Rogan comedy thing. But um, apparently, some company I was reading about this on Reddit today actually. Some company bought up a bunch of the properties, and then they've they've created their own private security force that runs off all the drug dealers and oh, like wow. riffraff and homeless people, or unhoused people and stuff. And so uh, uh, I guess. Their like draconian tactics are working though, and apparently it's like I mean, super it's like, cleaned up. And, appa- and apparently the Austin Alliance has done a lot of like trash pickup. And supposedly, I haven't been downtown in forever. Yeah. And I wouldn't if I did go downtown. It wouldn't be to Dirty Six. But mm-hmm. apparently, it's not so dirty anymore. Uh, it's. I mean, I think you could kind of see it coming the way that they have East Sixth now, um, where it starts sort of at, like that Shangri-La, like little like that bar, and then sort of all the way down to like, goes from the Shangri-La grackle. out of the Grackle is the run. Yeah. And that's where you can start drinking and then end drinking, mm-hmm. and you can get kicked out of the grackle like I did. And then, so you have that area, and then on West Six they have everything like kung fu and all like that other parlor and yard and all that shit. And it feels like it's trying its best to strangle that sort of dirty six from like either side. There was a uh, there was a period of about I want to say like six or seven really good years mm-hmm. when East Sixth was, I would say at its prime, and. Uh, you would drink, you would go bar crawl there, but you would do it based solely on the order you wanted to eat the different East Side yeah. King trailers. Yeah. So this is like mid-2000s when that was kind of at, at the height. Food trailers were kind of at the height. Uh, it was before the Paul Keith flame out when he was kind of a big deal in Austin still. And you would go, you would get the, you would go to Shangri-La first, mm-hmm. uh, which by the way, Emily lived at Shangri-La. She oh, hung really? out there, her boyfriend worked there. Before I knew her, she was there seven days a week. So I probably ran into Emily a million times. We're probably in the same bar yeah. as Emily a million times and never knew it. But uh, they had an Eastside King in the back that had these like bun sandwiches. Yeah. You would go and you'd start there and then You'd work your way down, and then you would eventually end up in Liberty. And at Liberty, they had the veggie meshi, which was this, uh, or, and the chicken karage, which you would get, which was, the veggie meshi was just like these Brussels sprouts, dude. They were fucking insane. And then the chicken karage you would eat, and you'd just be getting hammered and eating that stuff, and that would sober you up a little bit. And then you'd end up at the grackle, and the one outside the grackle, they had these ramen bowls. Oh, cool. That had uh, fried pork shoulder in them. That was, nice. Uh, or not fried, but just pork shoulder, and it was like, ugh. And you would just get drunker and fuller. Yeah as the night went on. <laughs> and then probably end up with a parasite from eating in a trailer. And, uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, it was good stuff. Um, that was the day, those were the days. Yeah, and you still, I mean, you still have that. There's still the, um, there's still the food trucks and all like that stuff. It's just everything. It's all different. Yeah, it's all just changed over. It's all just different, just, yeah. Just, yeah, just different signs. There's a there's a spot that we drove by that I was gonna point out. We were talking about other stuff, the um, where, you know, flight path and um, what's the fucking, the biscuits and groovy truck mm, or whatever. That place is overpriced. Yes, it is. Across the street from that is like the little gas station. Uh-huh. Uh, and then next to that is a trailer and it's called Feral Pizza. And it's a new spot and I've heard really good things about oh, really? Feral Pizza. Yeah. Feral Pizza. Okay. It's it's logo is like a feral cat. Maybe, are they open? I don't know. You want to try that? If maybe? it's open, maybe I, we'll get to there instead of yeah. uh, Little Deli. Yeah. Because I haven't, I haven't been there and it seems like a spot that would be... Um, well, if, uh, it's hard. I mean, a name like Feral Pizza, you know it's probably pretty awesome. Yeah. Oh, don't worry, they open at there's three. A, there's classic a, pizza time. Classic pizza time. There's a there's a lot of attitude in naming a place Feral. Yeah. They have <laughs> they have pizzas like the nervous breakdown, the <laughs> Elaine, Kevin. <laughs> Nothing of Kevin, please. Yeah. Hi, right, two Kevins? <laughs> Get two Kevins and an ankle biter. <laughs> <laughs> what did you want to be when you grew up? Uh, Do you remember, like, when you were a kid, the first thing you ever wanted to be? No. Uh, I'm I'm sure it was something that was just, you know, fireman, astronaut, whatever. But I've known that I wanted to work in uh, broadcast, uh, like, media since I was, like, 15. So you're like a young Howard Stern. Yeah. Since you were a kid, you were I just figured I'd be working in news because when I was 15, there wasn't any of this. Uh, so you you weren't attracted to the news portion of it. You no, were just atta- attracted to the idea of broadcast. I love the I love the live I love like the live broadcast aspect, and I love I found out the thing that I really love is producing is put is well, other, other people's ideas, helping them put them together and then execute, and then um, so that's the thing that I've wanted to be most of my life, and then I've just been doing it since then. 
I gotta say, uh, it's clear. I mean, clearly you were made to do it because you're so good at it. Uh, Thank you. That's why I only. I don't know if you know this, but I will only work with you in the company. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, that's it's, which to the annoyance of a couple of other people <laughs> that I found out recently. But uh, I just, I just love, I just, I love you're the best producer I've ever worked with. Thank you. Um, easily, hands down, and that's not a slight to anybody else, mm -hmm. but it's just become so. It's it's so hard to find somebody you uh, you have a really good creative working relationship with, right? And there's a good give and take and an ebb and flow, and that you kind of are aligned and see eye to eye. And it's, uh, I think that's one of the things that's so great about the other podcast we do, the, the Face podcast, mm -hmm. is we have a group of five people that are all pointed in the same direction, that are all creatively aligned. Yeah. But it's just, it's just so rare. There's a lot of people that I've worked really well with. Um, I think you can work really well with most people in the world, but there are very few times when you meet somebody and you go, oh, this is just such a perfect fit, yeah. right? I think we have that. At least I hope so. Mm -hmm. At least on my end. Um, but... Uh, that's a long way around to go to say that I have never understood what the joy of producing could be mm -hmm. until a couple of years ago. I was a creator producer my entire career and never really thought about it and never really paid too much, paid too much attention to the producer side. I was always more focused on my, you know, the creator portion of it. But when I finally produced something, which was the Survive Block Island show mm -hmm. that Trevor created and uh, that Will Deloney directed so adeptly, uh, it was the first time I ever produced anything that I didn't participate in yeah. as talent. And oh my God, it's fun. Yeah. I get it. Like yeah. uh, That was a very verbose way of just saying, dude, I get it. Yeah. It was in some ways, and I couldn't believe that I was even feeling it, but it was in some ways the most rewarding experience I've had. Yeah. Helping other people realize and, 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 and their vision, but also like helping them avoid mistakes and red tape or work through creative problems and issues. And it's, it's, it's so much, it was such a fun puzzle. Yeah, it is. You know? Yeah, uh, the, the way that I look at it is I'm trying my best to be a coach that can keep the player focused on what they need to do, so that way when they go up to the plate, they hit a home run. And yeah. they don't have to worry about, oh, this person said that, and this happened, and what about this thing, and how are we getting, and you, like, to be able to put all of the pieces together so somebody can just walk in and sit down and do this thing and do it well, and then, like, execute is, uh, like, that's my favorite. Uh, dude, I get it. Helping someone hit a home run, as it turns out, mm -hmm. is maybe even more fun than hitting a home run yeah. yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, I think it's really cool. Um, you want to run into this record store, see what we can find? Yeah, let's do it. I think it's open. Let's go see what's up. This past two shall. <laughs> I should probably take my phone and my keys. What? What are you doing? <laughs> doing social media. There we go. Wait. That's cool. I found out recently. I've been a big fan of the 0.5 ones. <laughs> Let me dump this real quick because they're not going to want me to take it in there. I was talking about this not too long ago with mom. The reason I asked you, well, the reason I asked because I was interested, but um, my mom reminded me that the first thing I ever wanted to be in my life, uh -huh. I was pretty passionate about it, I guess, when I was younger, yeah. was I wanted to be a rodeo clown. Really? Which I guess I kind of became. You've been to? In yeah. some ways. Yeah, really. You've been to a lot of rodeos? <laughs> I don't know that I've ever been to a rodeo I've been to life. so many rodeos. Dude. I've been to, what is this? Psych Fest? Oh, Courtney Barnett. I love Courtney Barnett. Chicano Batman. This is, what is this, Austin Psych Fest? Yeah, I don't or, yeah, they have it every year. It's Austin cool. is like, I don't know, I was gonna say quietly, but probably not quietly, quietly to me. Austin's like a fucking psych hub. Yeah. It really is. It's cool. It's just never been my scene, but. Yeah. Huh. Seems like fun. Yeah, Audio I think uh, Courtney Barnett would be the only person I wanna see on that list. Right. Huh. Not a lot of like them anymore. <laughs> Whoa. This Ooh. is a. Uh, when was the last time you went to a record store? Uh, Sunday. Oh, <laughs> I have. <laughs> you go pretty often, then. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't go that often. That just happened to be the last time. See, I don't really buy anything that's like 
I don't buy stuff like this size. That just ain't my speed. Yeah. But the soul section, I do want to see if we found anything good. Oh, there's a punk sale. Hang on. Let me check this blues and gospel section. Frenzel Rome, the kids, D oh, DRI. That's a crossover album, I don't this shit. Uh, the Fall, Breakers, Dickies, I don't know. Side of the uh, Professor Longhair is a great name. Dude, Professor Longhair. That's, That's what cool. I want to do. I don't know why I'm looking at yeah. punk albums. I should be looking at shit I've never heard yeah. of. That's the fun of going record shopping anymore. Mm -hmm. There's a lot in this uh, blues and gospel. You're from San Diego. Yeah. You probably love reggae. Uh, I was listening to Sublime on the way in. I don't know that that's uh, real reggae, but like, yeah, I, I listen to, I usually put on ska uh, on like Sunday mornings and mm. like make breakfast and coffee and stuff. Yeah, love it. The Gladiators, 1983 Night Hockey P. Don't be fooled by the colors, that's everything. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. The Gladiators. Lee Perry. That's a good one. Is it really? Mm -hmm. Never heard of it. Yeah. Retur the Upsetters, Return of the Super Eight. Yeah. Oh, Lee Scratch Perry. Oh. Yep. Fuck it. it. That's a good one. I'll pick this up. Yeah. It's a. It's a fun album. It'll be. I think it'll be a little. It'll be what you want to hear. Okay. I think. Jesus Lizard, Palehead, this isn't new, these are new, oh, these are new arrivals, not yeah. new releases. Yeah, PJ Harvey. So, what happened to PJ Harvey? I don't know, probably still around and we just don't know. You That's know what true, I mean? probably huge. Yeah, exactly. Um, what's, the, what's the name of this spot? Breakaway Records? That's right. So we made Yeah, we should mention we walked yeah. over from... So we're in Breakaway Records and we're just kind of rifling through now and seeing if there's anything that's... Uh, I've been wanting to get into uh, like doom metal and black metal a little bit hang, more, just because of just because of I you know I, I listen I get so much of it through osmosis. Yeah. The osmosis of being friends with those yep. dudes. This is uh, this is cool. What is that? Uh, Kexp presents Mud Honey on top of the Space Needle. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, but what year is it from? 2014. I mean, <laughs> it's nice. They lead with "Touch Me, I'm Sick," so that's nice of them to do. <laughs> I like Mud Honey. I don't love Mud Honey, but like, yeah, they're they're um, they're of a, uh, a sound of a time yeah. to me. Ooh, Steely Dan, Katie Lied. Katie Lied's a good album. It like Black Friday is a great uh, great song. Yeah. Bad Sneakers is a great song. Uh, I don't live in New York City no more. Doctor Wu. Everybody's gone to the movies. That's a great song. Your Gold Teeth Number Two. Chain Lightning. Yeah, these are great. They, hmm. It's a great album. Uh, I like the cover. It's got a little. Uh, I hate it. It's so ugly. It's a grasshopper? Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah, it's gross. I hate it. <laughs> Disgusting to look at. I hate bugs. Oh, Cat Stevens. He hates oh. America though. <laughs> oh god. Offspring ignition Dude. on vinyl. I hate that band with that's, passion. That's that is where our age shows. Yeah. Because boy, that was I don't know that there was a cooler band to me and my friends in middle school. They ruined Crazy Taxi to me. Dude, that that I love it. I fucking love it. I'm not a big Joe Walsh fan, but that's a cool album that's, cover. Yeah, yeah. That's like a, him underwater at a like a little table with a that, lobster. Seriously, folks, does it have uh, life's been good? Uh, over and over tomorrow, secondhand store, inner tube. No, it's got yeah, it's, life's been life's good. good. Yeah, it yeah. does. That song is awesome and it's really long. This is so much fun. Yeah, this is great. I wonder if this makes for any kind of interesting content. I hope probably it does. not, but it's something to do. The Who, meaty, beady, big, and bouncy. I, I don't get the Who. I never, dude, they're so full of themselves. <laughs> Marshall Tucker Band. A lot of Cat Stevens. I've been listening to a lot of Cat Stevens lately, actually. Oh yeah? Yeah, he, uh, my favorite movie is Harold and Maude. Oh, okay. And I don't watch it much, but I think about it a lot. And so I listen to that soundtrack. Yeah. Ooh, Randy Newman, Little Criminals. 
section. Ooh, African. Yeah. And then go. I'll uh, I'll be rifling through this reggae, my friend. I want to see if they have any William Onyabor. God, fucking expensive. The further sounds of S.E. Road. Sierra Leone Independence, 19... Oh, this sounds cool. The sound of S.E. Road. Hmm. Most of the lights record. Resistance music? That's cool. Oh, here you go. William Onyabor. What a cool dude. Here we go. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, William Onyabor in a mariachi outfit. Sitting there. watching. Uh, oh, this is a re-release on the Lake Bob. Ebo Taylor. Ooh, there's a band called Witch. Get real. Archival reissue of the Garage Psych Zamrock Masterpiece. Witch in the past. I'm definitely in this. Okay. Yeah. All right. Were you ever into Exotica or Hi-Fi? No. What? They make good album covers. <laughs> Beachorama. Yeah. Like this kind, I love that kind of art. Like yeah. if it looks like Rat Pink. Yeah, exactly. I bet this is good. I'm going to get this. I'm going to buy way too much stuff. Yeah, that's, that's the way this goes. Damn it. <laughs> that is typically how it goes. Okay. Nora Jones, huh? I think, I think the idea. Mm-hmm. This is a good album. But I don't need it on vinyl. It's not like it's mixed for vinyl. This Freddie Gibbs album. Oh, I, yeah. I really I like, like Freddie Gibbs. Yeah, I like this album a lot. They did a song with uh, Danny Brown once, I think, but I mm -hmm. liked. Oh, MF Doom. Not, not my not speed. Mad villain. Jeez, man. This what did reissue, they love? yeah, this reissue is thirty-eight bucks, and it's like so. It's it comes dude. with all this one hundred and eighty gram vinyl. It's like, dude, I don't. That's, when I that's heavy shit. When I was in high school, that oh, was. Oh fuck, clips. <laughs> oh, dude, which album is that? Womp Womp is a single, and then this is. Oh, that's the Lord album. Lord yep. Willen. Gus was. Uh, is this his shit? Gus was the huge clips fan. That's so funny. It's there. I mean, it was really good album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still really good. Grindin's great song. Yeah. Gangsteline. That's a very, uh, Gangsteline, that's a very, uh, uh, Gus song? Yeah, but what's his name? Uh, the guy that produced that, I can't think of his name. Mm. Pharrell. It's a very Pharrell heavy oh, song. Oh, yeah. Beastie Boys. 50 bucks, huh? Holiday. I don't. John Carpenter albums would be cool. Like, these are neat. Ghost of Mars and like <laughs> the shit that he did, like Dude. him doing. Have you ever seen no. Ghost of Mars? No, it looks terrible. I haven't what? either. What? Is that what? Jason Statham? Yes. All right, Cam so, Yo, got, this is cool. I just remember Ice Cube being, and I don't remember these other people. Yo, look at this. This is sick. Look at this. Uh, oh wow, that's answer. really cool. I'm gonna take a picture. That's fucking cool. Music by John Carpenter, featuring guitar by Steve Vai. Uh, there was a... Buckethead did guitar on this. There was a uh, thing, I think with Vanity Fair that went up yesterday, that was uh, Kurt Russell talking about his classic characters or whatever. Uh-huh. And uh, I love, I fucking love Kurt Russell. And, yeah. Uh, but he was talking about working with uh, John Carpenter and everything. and. He was just saying, like, he feels he can like see the whole vision for everything because he's like doing the music for it too, and like all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, that's so fucking cool. Yeah, I think that's so cool. I still think John Carpenter's like the coolest dude, that's especially right. 
I mean, I always loved him, but finding out that all he wants to do is watch basketball and play, play video, video games. games. I think is so awesome. Like, he doesn't I just, give, doesn't I just want to live next door. He doesn't hang care. out. He doesn't care at all. I think that rocks. I don't either. <laughs> I think that's awesome. Uh, we go look at the. I want to see if this Ramones record. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, this is cool. They have a listening station. It's so funny. I'm always immediately drawn to the punk and hardcore sections yeah. because it's of my life. But I, nine times out of ten, there I'm not buying anything no. from this fucking. No, it's fucking UK grime. Great. Ever tried to break a bad habit and felt like you're just climbing Everest in flip flops? Yeah, well, you know, I think we've all been there. But here's a breath of fresh air. Fume. It's not about giving up. It's about switching up. Fume takes your habit and simply makes it better healthier, and a whole lot more enjoyable. Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device that does just that. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, Fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Your Fume comes with an adjustable airflow dial and is designed with movable parts and magnets for fidgeting, giving your fingers a lot to do, which is helpful for de-stressing and anxiety while breaking your habit. Plus, Fume just released a magnetic stand for your Fume, so there's no more losing it around the house. It's built with fidgeting in mind, so you can spin your Fume around on it. Start the year off right with the good habit by going to tryfume.com anma and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving listeners of the show 10% off when they use code anma to help make starting the good habit that much easier. Seems like lots of time shaving, uh, for me anyways, a real... Annoying habit. Let's leave it at that. Uh, I've got very thick facial hair. I've never got sensitive skin. So using cheap razors inevitably leads to irritation or nicks. And it's just, I don't know, I'd, I'd rather be doing many other things than shaving when I use a cheap razor. But that's why you got to meet Henson Shaving. Henson Shaving is a family-owned aerospace parts manufacturer that has made parts for the ISS and Mars Rover. And now they're bringing precision engineering to your shaving experience. Razor blades are like diving boards. The longer the board, the more wobble. The more wobble, the more nicks, cuts, and scrapes. A bad shave isn't a blade problem, it's an extension problem. So by using aerospace-grade CNC machines, Henson makes metal razors that extend just .0013 inches, which is less than the thickness of a human hair. That means a secure, stable blade with a vibration-free shave. Uh, and it gets better, the razor has built-in channels to evacuate hair and cream, which makes clogging virtually impossible. Seriously, Henson shaving... Wants the best razor, not the best razor business. That means no plastic, no subscriptions, and no proprietary blades, and no planned obsolescence. The Henson Razor works with standard dual-edge blades to give you that old-school shave with the benefits of new-school tech. Once you own a Henson Razor, it's only about 3 to $5 per year to replace the blades. Uh, it really is a fantastic shave. It's so smooth, so great. It really does a good job with both my sensitive skin and my really coarse beard hair. And on top of that, it's super affordable. I mean, we're talking 3 to $5 a year. Uh, to replace the blades once uh, you're all set up. So it's time to say no to subscriptions and yes to a razor that'll last you a lifetime. Visit hensonshaving.com slash anma to pick the razor for you. Use code anma. You'll get two years worth of blades for free with your razor. Just make sure you add them to your cart. That's 100 free blades when you head to H-E-N-S-O-N-S-H-A-V-I-N-G dot com slash anma and use code anma. The subterranean jungle, I like. Oh, dude. You, you you are talking to a I, I I don't have a bad word to say about yeah. the Ramones. Oh, I I love the Ramones. I think my, so my friend. Everybody has their favorite Ramones album. I'm passionate about mine. Uh, when we talked about uh, my friend's band and, and whatever, mm -hmm. they had a. Uh, they play with Marky all the time. Marky has a really? band. Yeah, Marky has a band, and and they Razor Knights will open for him all the time. He's the only one left alive. Yep. Dude. Leaf Home's a great album. Leaf Home's I, good. I think I like it. End of the Century is, I think, the I, best yeah, album. Yeah. I, uh, Ooh, but I Road love to Ruins. Road to Ruin. Road to Ruin's good. But the problem with this is that I have to put this on when my wife's not home because she just goes like, I can't listen to this. And I'm like, why? This is so good. Rocket to Russia is so fucking good. Millie uh, and I don't, you know, we have converging and diverging music taste. Yes, yeah. But the Ramones is one where we always seem to like, if, it, if we ever are in the car and we're like, sometimes yeah. it'll come on and it's just like, it's where we, I don't know, really uh, meet, sync up yeah. sometimes. This Minutemen Politics of Time oh, that's album cool. is a fucking classic. You ever listen to Riverboat, Pettibone, Riverboat uh, Gamblers? I've seen them play a bunch. Yeah. They're uh, they're from like Denton, I think. They're uh, Yeah, I was, um, 
I was going to a lot of shows when uh, at the time when they kind of got their start, and they were playing in, e in e uh, at Austin like every weekend yeah. for a while there. They were just very fucking loud. You ever think that you'd see a thirty-one dollars seven seconds? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh fuck! That NBC yeah. album's fucking Dude, this, awesome. This one rocks. Dude, too. you know they were from, they lived in Austin for a while. Did they? They, really? they were they were an Austin band. They didn't they didn't stay in Austin band, but they were for a while. Dude, I have this on vinyl still. Me personally, Gimme Gimme's. Mm. Tony went to LA and saw, and uh, they're still fucking kicking, man. Dude, when I was, uh, back when I was doing my punk scenes and stuff, yeah. way before all this, I did an interview with the Swing and Utters uh -huh. in New York City at the Coney Island High, and uh, Spike was had was filling. He'd become a new member of the oh, wow, Swing really? Utters, and it was right when me first was getting yeah. huge. And I was such a fan of that dude, and I got to sit and talk to him for like two hours. Fuck. Such a cool guy. That's cool. Yeah, John, he's really, really John cool. Reese plays with them. Oh, hang on. I have all the. Ooh, I don't have. You drive like Jehu. Yeah, I don't have Yank Crime. I have. Dickies. I have these Hot Snakes yeah. albums. Uh, biggest one of my biggest regrets of uh, was when they did. Jehu did a reunion show at the San Diego uh, like organ pavilion. And uh -huh. It was a free show and it was outdoors or whatever. And I wasn't in town. I was like traveling for something and I didn't get to go. And I think about it all the time and it really bums me bums out. You out. Yeah, bums me out. And now, hot, I mean, Hot Snakes and Jehu are, are done. Rick Froberg died. Concerts, so, concerts that I didn't get to go to are some of my yeah, some of the regrets I, that stick with me. Which is funny because I don't regret a lot of stuff, and that's <laughs> uh, that's that's what that shit is just way up there. Lightning Bolt L seven, dude, L seven. That's cool. Uh, definitely of a time. Yeah, I don't know why. As I hold this in my hand, uh -huh. the fucking Donnas, they're, who they, are a very medium band to me, uh -huh. and no longer a band, but they have been coming up in my they, life over and over and over again for like the last three weeks. It's really getting annoying. Uh, the fact that I just put my hands down and it was, it was only two Donna's albums. Just, if you're gonna listen to one Donna's album, listen to Spends the Night. Mm. And that's, I think that's like their album and it should have been, like they should have taken off. I because, just, because you're right, they're a pretty medium band, but I think that they were fun to watch. And, and they, they, were, sit, they were like so radio. And it was the right time for them. They also, it the, was drummer, the, right time for the them. drummer from the Donna's was in a Target commercial with Bunny Carlos from Cheap Trick. Yeah. And it's like, I, what the fuck? It's so weird. I, I don't know what it is, but the Ooh. universe is trying to tell me to pay attention to the Donna's. Yeah. They were in, they were the, uh, I think this is where it started. They were the prom band at that, on that Jawbreaker movie oh, I yeah. watched yeah. first all right. Yep. Crazy. Yeah. That's so funny. This is a criminally uh, underrated album. The Bikini Kill, Kill Reject All American, yeah. the last album. But it was different than their other stuff a little bit, but it was Ooh. so fucking good. Oh, that's a great album. I might grab Off. this one. I, it's, dude, dude, it's 28 bucks and it's not mixed up. Can I tell you, can I tell you mm -hmm. a crazy fucking story? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, this one's good. Can I tell <laughs> So, a couple of years ago, mm -hmm. when we were still doing like more, when we were heavier in the lifestyle brand, when, time, yeah. when, when things were a little, <laughs> when things were humming, you know, a pre-pandemic world. Yeah. And I was doing a lot of like the Jeff brand stuff. Yeah. And, and things were hot, kind of hotter back then. Yeah. We had an opportunity to work with Off, kind of. Really? They were trying to get a movie made or funded. Oh, yeah. And they yeah, were yeah. looking for funding uh -huh. for this movie called Watermelon. Yeah. I read the script. It's fucking awesome. Uh -huh. And... We brainstormed some ideas of doing some merch collabs with them. Oh, that's Because cool. I'm a big fan yeah. of Keith Morris. Yep. And so found out through a friend of a friend knew Dimitri Coates, the guy who is the bassist for, mm -hmm. um, for Off. Hold on just a second. Let me make sure he is the bassist and not the guitarist. I'd feel embarrassing. Dimitri Coates' guitar. Okay, sorry. Let me recut, take that down. <laughs> Had an opportunity. Somebody reached out, or knew somebody knew Dimitri Coates, who's the guitarist yeah. for Off, and he was in some other bands before that that were pretty big. And uh, he invited me out to his house in LA, up in the hills somewhere. Yeah, he lives in this mid-century modern Neutra masterpiece, and Fuck. he that's so cool. He and one of the guys from the merch department and I went up, and he we sat by his pool in the hills and he told me stories about being an off and about working with Keith Morris. That's so fucking cool. And just how fucking 
brilliant and insane and wild Keith Morris is. And he talked our ears off for like four minutes. <laughs> he talked our ears off for like four hours. Uh -huh. Probably the best four hours of my life. Oh, I bet it is. I left there just like numb. Like I, I, I left there like numb from joy. That's so good. And we just never did anything with them? It just never worked out. Yeah. I was trying to work out some sort of a deal between them and us and Gunpowder and Sky. Yeah. It, was, it just never actually, never came to anything, but I was always ready and they were gonna do some, they were gonna release some special merch with us and we had like, and then we were gonna try to use the merch to help fund the movie. Damn. And there was like a, it was close and then it just fell apart. But I felt a genuine like sense of like camaraderie and uh, like kinship with Dimitri. And I mean, being I, able to do that's fucking crazy. I would love to reconnect with him someday. Yeah. But I just don't have any, you know, I don't know. I, I, I thought it was more than just like a transactional thing. You know? I get it. But I, totally I don't, get it. Uh, I don't know that that ever happened, but he was just a really cool guy. He told me a cool story mm -hmm. that he uh, he got invited to a party at Dave Grohl's house one time. Uh -huh. And so he went, like, this is fucking crazy. I'm some punk rock dude going to Dave Grohl's house. Yeah. And he said when he walked into Dave Grohl's house, his entryway, Dave Grohl had the first four off EPs framed oh, wow. in his hallway. Oh, that's and cool. And Dave Grohl, like, showed them to him. was like, this is how big of a fan of you I am. I can't imagine what that's like. That's fucking awesome. Isn't that crazy? That's so cool. Yeah. Anyway, I'm gonna grab uh, Wasted Years. The, that's uh, great. I, I really like this album a lot. And then also uh, Rock for Light, which I don't have. I this just started album. listening to Rock for oh, Light again recently. It's I great album. I like the worst stuff better, I think, but it's good. I think my favorite Bad Brains album is uh, Black Dots, which is a uh, sort of like a live recorded thing or whatever. But uh -huh. uh, I really like Rock for Light. I have a friend who, well, my mechanic Barbara Masseuse, he, when he does his massage stuff, uh, the name of his massage thing is Touch for Light, and it's, <laughs> I just thought, I thought that was cool. I'm gonna, uh, on a whim, I'm gonna, oh, gonna grab this, this Angry Simone's? Angry Simone's Inside My Brain album, because I love it. Limited, and they're not very Limited red vinyl, that's cool. I don't cool. really care about that, but I just, it's a yeah. great album. Yeah. Uh, see, see, see what happens when you come over to the punk section? Yeah. You knew what you were gonna find, you knew what you were gonna there's find. All, yeah, there's always one more album yeah. I need. Yeah, that's the way it always goes. This, where did it go? This Hot Snakes. I have the Hot Snake stuff, the Jehu stuff, whatever. John Reese has this solo album called Ride the Wild Night. It's uh, under his Swami name. Uh -huh. and I, I really like it, but it, it's, my problem with like a lot of this stuff is that none of it's mixed for vinyl. And so yeah. like I, buying vinyl for like a lot of stuff that is just like meant for your headphones is not my speed. Uh, but they, but these are, this off album and this Bad Brings album are definitely, I think we got it. Hey, check it out, Mordonis. <laughs> They're fucking everywhere lately. <laughs> And they broke up in like 2014 or yes, something. Yeah, I, I read yeah. about them, but it's just weird that they come up daily right yep. now for me. I think you just got to check out uh, Spend the Night. It's I mean, I, yeah, maybe I'll listen to it again. That's fine. <laughs> Guided by voices. I remember... Uh, Some contemporary stuff that isn't going to be. I remember Howard Stern shitting all over him once. Really? Yeah. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> uh, before we go, anything in the metal section? Oh, that you man. want to check out? Fuck. I, maybe some like Pagan Altar would be cool. <laughs> Ooh, this Cars album's good. Devo. Dude, you want to... Oh, an excellent... I wish uh, this guy didn't kill himself sucking his own dick or whatever the fuck, because... Uh... In Excess is a joke now, but man. Oh this, my God, dude. This album. When Kick came out, mm -hmm. I was in the sixth grade, mm -hmm. seventh grade. And it was like, they, they were so fucking cool. Everybody in my it, school came to had a skateboard the next day yeah. because of that fucking album cover. And they were like, It's oh just like, it, I just wish they didn't, uh, you know, end the way they did, I guess. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, New Sensation was such a fucking Oh, it's incredible, right? Huge hit. Super Tramp, Rod Stewart. All right, let's see what they got in the countdown next to see Gaucho. Uh, let me see. Come on. What we got here. Ugh. The biggest impediment to me mm -hmm. with metal mm -hmm. is I just can't read the fucking band names. Uh, yeah, I that's never what, know what it you is. Get, you gotta get Burn Dog, bro. I know. I gotta ask Bernie for help. Yep. Like, what does this say? <laughs> like, what does this say? Pekka Chicka Check. Yeah. Pitcha Pella Checky. Yep. Is that even a P P E Pecker Pecker Lord? Yeah, you're doing great. Yeah, it's impossible. I can't buy that because I don't know what it is. Yeah. Uh, Paul Bear. <laughs> I already have this, but Earthbreakers. No, the uh, heart. Uh, the oh, Heartbreakers. It's uh, Johnny Thunders. Oh, from uh, 
Dude, this is so, I just, I already have it, but fuck, the LAMF is so, this is great. There's so many good songs on that. Ooh, the $3 section. Mm-hmm. Get a, get some stuff you never want to listen to. <laughs> Jerry Lee Lewis. Tom Jones. Boz Skaggs. The fucking Talbot Brothers. <laughs> Oof. Burt Bacharach. Fog Hat. Love Fog Hat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is for other people. All right, I think we're good. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm gonna buy these let's, uh, yeah, let's too many albums. I told myself I was gonna buy three and buy six. <laughs> oh, nice. Doubling up, huh? Yeah. Way to go. Yes, yeah. sir. All right. Let's buggy. Good stuff. Dude, that was fun. I can't do that uh, often. Yeah. No. No. I don't have any self-control. No. In an environment like that. I'm very excited to listen to these. The uh, Rock for Light album is the original mix that they remastered, and I'm, uh, I think that's so fucking cool. <clears throat> All right. Let's go get a get slice of food. pizza. Yeah. I'm hungry. Hopefully we're still recording. I'm sure we are. When I set up my new, set up my new house. But yeah. I'm not that there is a new house or that I even have a prospect on a new house. Yeah. Or just, even keep, a, just keep it rolling. Don't matter. Just making sure it was. Location. Yeah. Uh, someday when I buy a new house mm -hmm. and I get to start from scratch yeah. with it, yeah. I am going to design the entire house with music in mind. Oh, that's cool. That's a good idea. Yeah. And I want to have speakers throughout the house mm -hmm. and I want to have a really good dedicated vinyl section where I can, with like a really nice turntable and I, cause I just have like a fucking. Just audio technica whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I have a, a, not cheap, but like it's. It's okay. Yeah. And I don't really understand my setup. I don't have a fancy setup. You go in there and you see like floor long, like like five foot tall speakers yeah. and fucking uh, receivers with giant knobs and shit. And it, very, it looks very 1980s again. Mm -hmm. It's all very overwhelming. And I really, I really want to, I really want to focus on that. Yeah. Because that's what I, I seem to enjoy the most in my life. Yeah. Uh, we getting a slice of pizza? Yeah. You want to do? Uh, yeah, let's do it. You want to do Little Deli? Yeah. Let's do that. Let's do Little Deli. Hell yeah. Been a little deli in a minute. I wish there was a coffee shop up there that we would yeah. be a reason for us to yeah. do a proper episode. I'm pumped on these records. This is great. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. I hope that it's working and recording and compelling in any way because yeah. it was fun to do. Yeah, it was, it was a nice little uh, mid-morning thing. If you hate this, sorry. If you like this, all right. <laughs> there you go. A uh, little deli is gonna be up here on the left somewhere, huh? Probably past. Yeah. Let's see. Too many text messages from one group chain about the Padres. Uh oh. Fifty minutes or fifty minutes, fifty days from uh, I think uh, spring training starting or baseball starting. It's very soon. Little deli. Are you excited? Yeah, I can't wait. Do you think the Padres uh, are gonna be better this year? Yeah. A lot better. Addition by subtraction, or uh, yeah, they, who, yeah, probably. Who did they pick think, up in the? Uh, they didn't pick up fucking anybody. I think it's. Uh, I think they lost a lot of people, but yeah. I think that um, Juan Soto just never did anything for me. Like, mm. like personally, he's not a guy that I get excited about, and uh, I understand that his numbers and analytics say different. But I think that this being a Tatis Machado thing is going to be a lot stronger than having uh, more people in it. So we'll see. Too many chefs. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, little little delis up on the left. I haven't been here in a minute. I feel like the Dodgers will probably be pretty good this year. Oh yeah, you think so? <laughs> yeah. No way. Huh? Yeah. Really? You, huh. know, you know who won't? <laughs> My fucking White Sox. Yeah. Dude, I might. I've been a White Sox fan since Robin Ventura and Ozzie Guillen yeah. and Frank Thomas when I was in, I don't know, probably fifth or sixth grade or something. Right. I've been rolling with the White Sox through the ups and the downs, but it has been really fucking hard the last couple of years. And if I'm going to pick, if I'm going to be a fan of a American League bottom feeder yeah. fucking dog shit team, why mm -hmm. not just pick the Tigers? Yep. Yeah. I'm there all the time anyway. So I'm going to see, I'm, I'm considering transferring allegiances to the Tigers. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know how it works being a Tiger and a White Sox fan. I don't know that that's possible. I don't know. I don't know that it is either, but you're going to give it a shot. But yeah, I just like, I don't know, especially if I end up in Michigan someday, it would be, yeah. I, can, I can go to, they basically will pay you to go to a Tigers game. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, for now. Yeah. Until they're at least halfway decent again in the next, you know, 10 years or whatever. That seems like a cool field. It seems like a great... Dude, we I got to go watch uh, Shohei play there mm-hmm. this summer. It was so fucking cool. That rocks. It was so fucking cool. I'm going to be so fucking sick of um, watching Shohei Otani play. <laughs> not thrilled well at least you're not gonna have to watch him pitch <laughs> that's great I think we should throw at him <laughs> he's just DHing for the year yes. right for yeah. the whole fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. season cause he had uh, Tommy John yeah he had Thomas John surgery is that now is Tommy John surgery uh-huh. cause I've heard it I've heard it basically said that like every pitcher is gonna need it eventually yes like the way everyone's throwing now yeah so why don't you just knock it out in like fucking first year of college because it's not about putting something in or whatever it's why are there so many people at style switch dude people love barbecue what the fuck it's like packed here style switch is more popular than it is good uh, style I, switch is I okay uh, it's fine taking my dad there he loved it and yeah. it's because you know you don't have barbecue and then he goes wow this is great like that kind of thing uh it's a great spot uh, yeah i've always found the bar the barbecue there to be a little greasy yeah for my it case. is it definitely is uh, so Tommy John is like putting a tendon in, like replacing a tendon, and that's all it is. You can there are guys that have gotten it two or three times, and still are pitching. So like it's not about like yeah get it done early. It's about this thing's worn out. You need another one. Okay, so you yeah. just you, uh, got it. So you yep. just uh, you pitch till you can't. Yeah, pre- pretty change much. tires. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's kind of like that, I think. I see. Yeah, there are guys in the league that have had it like twice. Oof. Yeah. Is it? painful to recover from i mean i can't imagine it's easy but ah, uh dude. when you're pitching i think it's even worse like bryce harper just had it but bryce harper could just go out and dh within like six eight months or whatever and he was fine he's not throwing i just found out that uh the puppy is gonna need at six to eight tommy months, john is gonna need tommy john oh no yeah. his fastball he's uh not tommy john he's gonna need to fucking this surgery that they give they have to give you know, dogs that have been bred into fucking uh, oblivion, yeah, yeah, like our dog, unfortunately. Uh, he's basically got to have his like, it's, I, I guess it's essentially like dog deviated septum surgery. Uh-oh. But he's got to go in and have his like nose holes fixed, or they'll collapse. The lady he's said, got- the doctor said, and he's got to have his like. I guess it's a thing. Henry never had these surgeries, uh-huh. nor were they recommended. So I don't know if it means that this dog is more fucked up yeah. or. It's just a different was he side have, of the times. He have like a wake apnea. Yeah, he has like a wake apnea, and then he has to have his palate. I guess their palates are too long, and oh, so weird. they can actually go in and shave the back of his throat, palate, uh, which will open up his throat a little bit and allow uh, him to breathe and eat better. Jesus. So when he's six to eight months old, we're gonna have to have his fucking oh my he's god have his uh, his fucking CPAP surgery. Jesus. <laughs> I hooked up my dog to the CPAP machine. Which <laughs> <laughs> is just sucks. I'm sure, I'm sure it's going to be very expensive. Oh, absolutely. They don't do dog surgery for cheap. No, they don't. Man, when Arrow, when Arrow started to go at the end, when she yeah. started to have her seizures, and I had to take her to the vet, and they they weren't sure if they could save her. Or yeah. Not, and they weren't quite sure what was wrong with her, and I was so desperate, so desperate to help her. Yeah. Uh, it was like one weekend I spent nine grand. On oh. Her. Yeah. And then she died two weeks later. Oh. <laughs> Jeff. Oh my God! I was just like, "Here's my retirement money. Just help this poor, uh, help my fucking dog." And they were like, "And they were like, we'll do everything we can." That's brutal. You fucking Mark. Yeah. Then, uh, <laughs> we got him. We got him. And then she died. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. Nine thousand dollars and funeral. All right. Let's. We're now we're at Little Deli. We're gonna go get pizza. All right. Let's go get some pizza. Probably so the, the wine shop. That used to be a ice little, cream. yeah. It, it was, was a, a ice cream That was a cool little social hang. Violet Crown social club thing, yeah. yeah. It's still the Violet Crown. Now it's a coffee shop and wine bar. Oh, huh. shit, oh, dude. Oh, we should, okay. Well, now it's a coffee well, shop. There, there, there you go. go. <laughs> Maybe that's where our next episode Yeah, that'll be, be nice. Well, that's awesome. Oh, I'll let you out here. Jennifer? One thing I love about Little Deli Watch your bags. is they have the uh, old school salad bowls from the yep. 80s, the wooden ones. What are you getting? Just a couple slices of pizza. I'm with you. 
pepperoni, garlic, and tomato. That sounds good. If that's what they got. Man, I uh, I air fried bacon for the first time in my life last night. I didn't know you could do that. I didn't either. Good? Probably the best bacon I've ever had. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. I make a lot of bacon. I pride myself <laughs> on, on being good at making bacon. That's weird. I definitely don't make a lot of bacon. <laughs> you don't? No. <laughs> oh, God, dude. I make, uh, I make bacon at least once a week, every week of my life. What? Really? Is that not a lot or is that a lot? That's a lot. Yeah. Why not? I'm a, I probably made bacon uh, the last time in uh, October. <laughs> dude, bacon is its own food group in Alabama. Where I was growing up. Wild. But anyway, on the rare occasion that you make bacon, yeah. give an air fryer a try. It was also cool because all the bacon fat drained to the bottom of my air fryer. Oh. And then I was what I was making was broccoli. And I mm. thought, wouldn't it be fun? Oh, that's that's a good idea. Crumble up some yep. bacon and put it on top yep. of it. But what I didn't anticipate, which really helped, it was like I, I cut up a bunch of garlic and onions and yeah. put it all in there with the broccoli. But then I cooked the bacon first. So then when I put the when I went to put the broccoli in, uh, it like cooked in all the bacon fat. Yeah. It made it even better. Oh. Smart. I do that with uh, chicken thighs in the oven with vegetables, like potatoes and stuff. Mm. You just toss it all together and then let it cook on one tray and the fat just goes everywhere. It's great. Potatoes are the one area where I would say my marriage can improve. Really? Yeah, Emily's just not into potatoes. I don't understand what that, I don't know how. She doesn't like the consistency of huh. a potato. She'll eat a french fry, certain french fries, but like she thinks mashed potatoes are the worst. That's she. I'm gonna tell my wife that, and she's gonna fight your wife. I uh, know. I trust me, man. It's like you would think it would be good because it's like, oh, cool. I'll just eat all the mashed potatoes in the relationship. Yeah. But what it really means is there just aren't a lot of mashed potatoes. It's <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> pretty funny. <laughs> Can I just get two of the slices of the day and a soda? Uh, make it just just double all that. Would I got it? Oh, thanks, sir. Yeah. Uh, for here. Oh, do Eric? Cool. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. Diet Coke, huh? What are you gonna drink? Root beer. It's not diet. Does that matter? Sure, like vestibule a for us. <laughs> We're just hanging out in the vestibule. <laughs> or is this is it full of wasps or no? Not yet. <laughs> How do we sit over there now? Should... Nah, nah, we're good. This is good. Did I gotta come over here more often? I'm completely ignorant of this whole new coffee shop thing. I didn't know there was a coffee shop. Now we definitely want to go there. Well, we got our we got our little deli pizza. This slice is fucking. Awesome. Yeah, it's the the daily special. So it was pepperoni. Uh, roasted garlic, which mm. is, uh, of which there's plenty and it's there's gorgeous. There's so much. <laughs> and then uh, these little like Roma tomatoes. Mm -hmm. mm. So good. Mm. It's half of the pizza we ordered, but. <laughs> we definitely ordered more, but here we are. I also didn't get a receipt, so we probably just didn't put it in right. Or we're eating somebody else's pizza. I asked if it was Eric six times. Yeah. Dude. Oh my God, those tomatoes are so good. Mm -hmm. Fuck, this is hot. Woo, what a nice little morning in Austin. I've never had an issue with tomatoes in my life. I've always enjoyed them in mm -hmm. pizza and ketchup and spaghetti and stuff. But I feel like as I've gotten, as I've matured, uh -huh. I've really learned to appreciate the tomato on its own. It was less of an ingredient, more of the, uh, more of a star in its own right. Well, you learned that you can salt and pepper it and everything, and it, it tastes like food. Woo, hot, woo, goddamn. I know I swore I would never eat on camera again, but here we are. Well, sorry guys, Nick will cut this out. Yeah, Nick cut all this out. Nick, cut all of this out. It was so good though, Nick, I wish you were here. <laughs> goddamn. Mm. That's a juicy pizza. Mm. Not, Big time. Not something you usually describe a pizza as, mm -mm. but. I don't know why I don't come to Little Deli more. I guess it's just like a little headachey to like get to. Mm -hmm. But they opened one like right down the street from the office. I was about to say, there is one pretty close to our team. Mm -hmm. I've never been there though. I've been there a bunch of times. Is it good? Yeah, it's great. Same thing? Yeah, it's this. Yeah. <laughs> I like this one because it's like, 
And the reason that it's kind of a pain in the ass to get here is it is in the middle of a neighborhood. Mm -hmm. It's not close to any major streets, really. It is a little neighborhood pizza place next to a little neighborhood grocery, Fresh Plus. Now, if, now, if you do go to the new one, I think you will be shocked with like, it's like so like modern inside and like a, like a little like restaurant, but the food's so fucking good. Mm. I wish, my goal in life is to someday live somewhere mm -hmm. where I can walk to something like this. Oh, I, when I lived in Golden Hill in San Diego, uh, we would walk up to Luigi's Pizza that place was killer. And then go across the street to Turf, Turf Supper Club, where you could cook your own steak and it was just like the darkest like little bar. And it was such a great like little neighborhood thing. Uh, Luigi's Pizza in San Diego, I really recommend. It's fucking great. Well, we hung out with Kojima from Metal Gear. <laughs> we took him there <laughs> during Comic-Con one year. He loved it. He thought it was so cool. The Mega 64 Kojima mm -hmm. connection is so funny to me. Kojima rocks. I wonder what, he should put y'all in them or them. In a uh, in a game, yeah, I agree. Like Death Stranding three, mm -hmm. Rocco in it. Might as well. So, what do you think of our uh, Austin morning, dude? I've had a blast. Are you kidding? Like, I tricked the company. I, I, like, I tricked the company into thinking this is work. You and I, we go to a record shop, we get some coffee, we go get a pizza, and we're quote unquote filming. <laughs> this is an experiment too, because we're just so. If you guys don't know, we're wearing like these lav mics that um, I actually borrowed from Jaron from Dog Bark. And we just had them on and recording. As soon as you take them out of like the little package, they're on and they're recording. And then you plug them back into like the little package. And there's like USB-C in the back and you just pull all the audio off of it. That's so cool. There's no cards. It's all just on like these mics. So if it sounds kind of weird, sorry, but this is probably lo way longer than like a regular supplemental thing. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how long it ends up being. And sorry <clears throat> if it's not very cohesive. Or good. The Yeah. We're just testing something out. We tried something. Yeah, and, we're trying uh, something new. Uh-huh. And if it sucks, then now we know. Yeah, I think it's important to note that if it sucks, mm -hmm. it's only because Gus abandons us uh -huh, uh -huh. and we have to get creative. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So if it's not good and you're mad about it, be mad at Gus. And if you like it, no credit to Gus. Mm -mm. This is all us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have to come over here and have this coffee. Uh-huh. Yeah, we'll be back here very soon. Mm-hmm. This is probably our first episode back. Yeah. I do wish this little shopping center had one more thing, you know? It's so close to being so good, but it's it's too functional instead of like yeah. a hangout thing. Yeah. This is, if it was just this, and then there was like a pub right there, I would assume this is what it's like to be in Milwaukee. <laughs> Dude, I bet Milwaukee's awesome. Never been, always wanted to go. Would love to go to Milwaukee. Well, what do you rate this pizza? What do you think? I guess we have to give something a rating. Um, I'm gonna eat my pizza, what's not this? Uh, I gotta be honest. I'm gonna give this pizza a 10. This is a perfect slice of pizza. This is so, for a slice, I, I'll, uh, I'll say, I'm glad we only got one slice each. Yeah, me too. Because me too. I could eat another one, I wouldn't feel good. <laughs> yeah, it. Uh... I, w I wouldn't feel good, and I wouldn't feel good about throwing the remainder away, because it's so good. <laughs> I wouldn't feel good, and I wouldn't feel good about myself, mm -hmm. unfortunately. One turns out to have been the right choice, because mm -hmm. it was a pretty big pizza. But man, the. Uh, as a pepperoni pizza, it would have been a 10. Mm -hmm. As a pepperoni and garlic pizza, it would have been a 10. The and tomatoes. as a pepperoni and tomato pizza, it would have been a 10. Just like all together, holy shit. Holy shit. Sitting outside on like a nice day too, it rocks. Little Deli is a great name for this place because mm -hmm. it does. it's fucking small. They also have great sandwiches mm -hmm. and great salad. Like everything at Little Deli is good. They have cookies and desserts mm -hmm. too. It really is a fantastic spot. See, the thing about biking in Austin is I want to do it, uh -huh. but I don't trust any of these fucking drivers to not annihilate me. Uh, I've, already well, been, I've already been fucking creamed on a bike once, dude. Have you really? I got run over. Did you? I don't know that story. It was like right before my 21st birthday and I was riding to class. I had to borrow my truck 
had blown a head gasket and I had to borrow a bike from my vegan stoner roommate who took in and repaired bikes at our house. And he's like, oh, you can borrow this one. And I rode to class and a car, like a truck, like at a stop sign, I went in front of him and he just went. Yeah. And he just ran me over and I just kept, I just remember riding the bike and going, no, 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 no. <laughs> they ran me over, so I have like a fucked up ankle from it. Oh, so dude, like, that sucks. I can understand your trepidation. So there. like, it's not like I'm afraid to do it. It's that if I have a choice, I'm not gonna fucking do it. Well, I've never been hit mm -hmm. on a bike and I'm a lunatic on a bike. Nice. Like, I fully recognize that I am irresponsible as a bike owner, uh -huh. bike rider. Uh, but also, the one thing I'll say that's nice about Austin is, like those guys right there that we were, yeah. we were looking at when they were riding through, they're, on the end of the block is a bike lane that's protected, mm -hmm. and it goes for miles. And I'll say, you know, I do my 24-mile bike ride every, as often as I can. I haven't been doing it lately because of the weather, but mm -hmm. um, I'm only on a road for about a maybe fifth of it. Really? Yeah, most of it is to, like, to get to trails. Mm -hmm. And then I'm on a trail and I'm fine. Like I'm the the vast majority of it, I'm on a protected trail or a protected bike lane. I very rarely am in danger of other cars. Interesting. Yeah, there's. I've got a a, a route figured out, but it's like it definitely helps because it's I'm the same way. So Emily have, is terrified I'm gonna get hit yeah. by. She's ridden bikes with me, so she knows yeah. I'm an idiot, uh -huh. and so she's terrified I'm gonna get hit by a car, ride with my eyes closed or something. So to help mitigate her fears, I stay off roads, and it's possible here. You have like an off road bike? I mean, I know it's like an e bike thing or whatever, but it's just is bike. It's a hybrid, so mm -hmm. it can handle. Um, I'm not going like, I'm not going down trails and no, shit, no, no. but it can handle like uh, gravel paths and stuff. Okay. So yeah, like a lot of, like huh. there's a there's a hike and bike trail around the the river mm -hmm. that's about ten miles, and there's a trail called Shoal Creek that connects into it, and so yeah. Fuck, maybe I'll check it out. Yeah, I, think I got an extra e-bike too if you're willing. To go yeah. Riding. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm definitely down to go riding. I think it'd be fun as hell. Um, okay, I think that'll do it for this episode of Anima, whatever this was. Dude, maybe the next time we do one of these, we'll do it on e-bikes. I think that's a fucking cool idea. That's a great hey, idea, right? In eight weeks, find out if we remember that. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, we did it. Uh, go uh, at, at Anima Podcast, r slash Anima Podcast, anarchymeanything.com, and you can see stuff from this episode and more. We should get Gus to put a trailer for the Clone Wars up there. Uh, not the Clone Wars. What was the first Star Wars Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace. We should get Gus to put a trailer of the Phantom Menace up there, because yeah. that was a uh, that was the biggest trailer in the world, and I remember it being the the destination on the internet for a while um, at that time. My eighth grade math teacher took me to go see Phantom Menace. All right, we'll see you next like, time. During the molesting. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>